Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of the Missouri Times Hashtag MoLedge podcast. This is Rachel Herndon Dunn, editor of the Missouri Times, and I'm here with Alicia Schur, a rockstar reporter here at the Missouri Times, and Aaron Basham. Is it Basham? Basham. Basham. He has been making things look amazing, and if you would like to see his work, you should go also subscribe to Show Me Missouri. It's the county by Missouri's history, county by county. Is that the little tagline Scott's using this week? The history of Missouri, one county at a time. History of Missouri, one county at a time. Just put up an episode about Cole County, right? Yep, Saturday. Got an episode coming up about the Capitol's history. Um, you should go watch it. Got some great sponsors in the Missouri Farm Bureau, Missouri's Electric Cooperatives, and Missouri Counties. So thank you for your support there. And you should go listen. It really is interesting. I'm amazed at what I've learned from watching it, listening to it, or watching it. Aaron's made some videos. You could watch. There. <laughs> anyway, so on the plate today, obviously our top five most read of this week, last week, the buzz and what is on our plates. So Alicia. You're going to have to talk me through this because you wrote this story. But the yes. most read story of last week is Parson signs executive orders initiating major restructuring of four state agencies. Yes. So, yeah. So that kind of actually falls in to the budget proposal, too. So the Department of Economic Development is the one that's most significantly affected it's going from 800 employees to 168. Wow. Wow. And so, like, one of the biggest things you told me about, they moved PSC from yes. out of EcoDevo into DNR? Uh, no, to the Department of Insurance. Oh, because they changed the name, right? Yes. To the Department of Commerce and other things. It's the Department of Insurance and Industry Relations and whatever the really long name was beforehand. Is now just the Department of Commerce and Insurance. Okay. So is it possible some of the people from that department, like the numbers look smaller, but they're yes. just so working? The Department of Economic Development is uh, a lot of the divisions within it are being transferred to other uh, departments. Like higher ed is getting, I think it's 400 of DED's employees. Wow. Okay. And that's like a workforce development thing, right? Yes. So now higher ed's going to do more with yeah. workforce things. Um, the de- uh, Division of Energy is going to be moved to the Department of Natural Resources. I can see that. Which, for me, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Categorically, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, the I office- saw that they took a, a photo of the new um, Department of Economic Development, and it was like... It was, remember in, like, high school, whenever they took yearbook photos of your entire class on the bleachers in the basketball yes. room? Mm-hmm. The basketball room. The gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> the gymnasium. Um, it kind of looked like that. Like, everyone was right there. Um, so that was interesting. That EcoDevo is now small. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually the only division that Parson recommended a budget decrease in. And this restructuring... Accounted for it. That makes sense. The one question I have asked and people are looking into, but I still don't have a definitive answer. Look into it, everybody. <laughs> Which is, please find me an answer. Uh, so the Department of Insurance is being 
is being recommended to get a million dollars of GR funding for the first time ever. So they were paid by fees, right? Yeah. So it's a department that, like, fees and federal funds accounted for the entire budget. But now PSC is underneath it, right? Yes. PSC and the Division of Public Counsel. So. Yes. OPC. You know me. It's a good joke. So there's a million dollars GR funding being recommended from the governor. And my curiosity was if the two new divisions accounted for that GR funding. Hmm. The last answer I got was, we are looking into this. We will, we're <laughs> going to figure it out, guys. Okay, second most read story of last week. Har names committee chairs. Something a lot of you have been waiting for. I've got it pulled up. It's the full list. We are not going to read every single House committee and committee chairs day, but some some noteworthy ones that I have noticed. Ag committee is going to be Representative Don Roan. Budget, obviously, Cody Smith. La, da, 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 da. This is online, so be sure you go to the MissouriTimes.com. Get the full list. Uh, Patricia Pike and... Becky uh, Ruth. ...are the first females to lead their perspective committees. That's very cool. Yes. Very cool. And Representative Ruth was very excited about that. And I think she will be great on transportation. Not that anyone asked me. But if they did, I would have told them (laughs) she would be great. Um, She's a very smart lady. And honestly, one of my favorite guests to have on This Week in Missouri Politics. Um, You had a few uh, now sophomores stepping up to lead committees. Like Representative David Gregory, Chair of Judiciary. Uh, Representative Hannah Kelly is a subcommittee for appropriations on ag. She's a smart lady. With but an ag background. Fun. So it makes sense. I hope she's listening to this because as smart as she is, she keeps wearing shoes that hurt her feet. And it's like this ongoing joke because we did it the same day, except I learned my lesson. Um, local Gov's Tom Hannigan. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. He's got one of the oldest cities in the state, in St. Charles. On the sophomore thing, uh, Representative Evans is chairing economic development. Yes. Something interesting, there's two rules committees, legislative procedure and administrative procedure. And uh, Representative Miller, Rocky Miller, has legislative procedure. Representative Holly Rader has administrative procedure. I believe, is so I think this is a new committee. Is the Special Committee on Career Readiness, is that new? I be- Yes. And so that'll be Representative Jason Chipman. But yeah, so I um, recommend you checking out this full list. The representative from Branson, obviously, the chair of tourism, Jeffrey Justice. Yeah. Um, uh, Bruce Frank's got a chairmanship in urban issues. Yeah. And something that a few people have been talking about is Representative Kathy Swan, who's from Cape Girardeau, also got a pretty great chairmanship in workforce development. A lot of people have been speculating that her and Holly Rader are going to be going head-to-head to to replace Wayne Wallingford. Um, So they both have great committees, very important committees, that could obviously translate well into a state senate race. I look forward to spectating that race. Um, Not that politics is a sport, but if it was... Um, Speaking of, and this has nothing to do with this being the second most read story of last week. Obviously, I'm very focused today. Representative Robert Ross has changed his campaign committee 
from House to Senate. He is in uh, Senator Mike Cunningham's district, who was yes. termed in 2020. So yes. it looks like Representative Ross is going there. I would like to point out Rachel is following the run sheet very well today. Yes. I'm a very <laughs> focused individual. So third most read story last week, Shots names committee chairs. Obviously, the Senate has less committees. Um, Slightly. A few less committees. A few. Just a dozen or so. <laughs> Um, but Senator Bernskoder is on ag. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Lukemeyer, judiciary. A lot of people then, were looking forward to that. And Bill White is chairing veterans, and all three of those are freshman senators. Yeah, they are. Which, I mean, you only have so many. But those are impressive spots to be. Senator Searpoy, eco-devo, always exciting. That is... Always a good committee to watch. Just so you know, uh, State House reporters, if you don't know what to write about, just go to an Eco Diva committee. You'll figure it out. If you don't figure it out, maybe this isn't the job for you. I'm just saying. So, fourth most read story of last week before Alicia glares at me Parson releases budget, focus on workforce development, infrastructure, employee raises. No surprises in that headline. But many surprises in his proposal. Yes. Which obviously we'll come back to because you put Alicia did the run this week. And that's why she's so hurt that I'm not following it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll come back to this. But the governor has made it very clear that his top priorities, workforce development, infrastructure. Those yes. are important. Um, I've already gotten dozens of phone calls from state employees asking when their raise is coming. And so I've been doing a little schoolhouse rock uh, charity for Cole County, it feels like. Um, but I am interested to see this work through the legislature. And Alicia's yes. giving me the, we will come back to this story look. <laughs> so we will come back to this story because I know Alicia has a lot to say about it. She covered it basically for 24 hours this week, last week. Fifth most read story of last week, state planning to shutter crossroads, transfer inmates, employees to Western Correctional Center. So that's a big deal. Yes. Crossroads is where the toilet paper factory is. Crossroads is where there, quote unquote, wasn't a riot. It was a minor incident. Minor incident. That the state has paid $1.5 million to fix. You know, it was just a minor incident. I would love to know what a major incident is, if that's true. Um, I will say, I've got a bunch of sources um, that work at various corrections facilities. And from what I heard is there was so much damage to Crossroads that they, like, stopped making toilet paper for a while. If you would like to be my on-the-record source about that, I would love to use you just as an aside. Yeah. That would be my favorite story to ever So this is the only consolidation that is planned. And they're touting this as, like, this is going to be a really good thing for the Department of Corrections, particularly to help with the corrections office deficit that they have. Because for CO1s, they have roughly 800 open spots, which is causing mandatory overtime and Mm -hmm. putting offenders, putting the corrections officers not in the safest position. Yes. Um, So that's going to contribute to the fact that there's not going to be any layoffs just because they have so many open positions. Right. So that'll be interesting. And I've read since then that they have no plans of what yes. to do with Crossroads. But I suppose if well, worse came to worse, they could always reopen it. Um, yeah. yeah. So when I talked to Director Presight, she said that they're going to keep the, the Crossroads in what's called caretaker status. 
So minimum employees to keep it functioning because that's where the power plant is that actually... That seems important. ...that uh, provides electricity to Crossroads and Westerns. Um, And that way that if there ever is a situation needed that they need to reopen Crossroads, they have the ability to do it because they don't... They're not completely just closing the doors and walking away. Yeah, that generally seems like a bad idea. I will will say that. But they have no plans to, like, repurpose the facility. And, you know, there were some people speculating earlier last year that Missouri would need to build another facility. And clearly that... And the governor said verbatim he has no interest in building another prison. And I feel like... So correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you said that the consolidation will cost $25 but having them... separate and doing repairs will cost 50 million so in the long run consolidating them will cost the state less money um so they have to make alterations to western because it's going to be part maximum security which is going to cost roughly three million dollars okay um by shuttering crossroads it's going to save between 15 to 20 million dollars that they're putting back in their budget Okay, so that's where and those then, numbers are coming from. Yes. Also, if you ever make your way up to Cameron, there's a truck stop across the street that has the best pie in Missouri. Um, just saying. Are you ready for the buzz? I am ready you, for the you buzz. Are you ready to delve into your stories you re- wrote last week? <laughs> so first thing up, the governor's budget. budget. Yes. So we talked about downsizing the Department of Economic Development, closing crossroads. He has proposed bonds for bridges. Yes. How much in bonds again? He is proposing the state take out $350 million in bonds to repair 250 bridges. You know, I will say, so on Thursday, Alicia and I sat down with Senator Lincoln Huff, and he explained how bonds actually work, and I genuinely can say that I did not know that before. So if you don't know how bonds work, you should listen to our episode with Lincoln Huff. You should listen to it anyway, because he is always fun. Um, But Alicia has in her hands... A presentation. Focus on bridges. I have a nifty little book that Rachel is very interested in that outlines all the 250 bridges Ooh. that MoDOT is, would focus on, which would repair or completely replace because these are bridges that have been designated in basically dire condition. Danger zones. So that they need fixed. As Rachel loves to tell you, there is a bridge out by her house. Which, to be clear, is city territory. But I And I'm not seeing it on this list, obviously, because it's city and I understand how basic government works. I understand I'm not going to find it on this list, but I'm still looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, so there's a map in this. Is this is this an accessible report to the public? I don't is there know. Is a PDF online? I am unaware of that. Okay. Well, we should scan it. Is, it, is this embargoed? I don't know. Okay, where did we get this, Alicia? I was handed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they didn't say anything about an embargo? No. If they didn't say anything about embargo, we should scan this map in. So there's a map. It's color-coded by state fiscal year to identify the bridges that will be fixed. It is a very colorful map, but they are coded, and the state looks like it has chicken pox. Yes. But, wow. So, Budget Director Dan Howe made sure to note that these bridges that would be repaired or rebuilt completely could last 
50 years for a small bridge, up to 100 years for a huge bridge. It seems like a good and investment. And the state would pay off the bonds over 15 years. So he said a 15-year investment for 50 years of infrastructure. That, that seems good and practical, right? Yes. Okay. Um, the bud- But bridges weren't the only thing that Parson looked at for his budget. He is proposing $50 million for a cost-share program to fix roads. Cost-share with local governments? Yes. Okay. Um, and, the, and then there was some money in there for uh, broadband. Broadband, which, just for the record, is one word. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this at this table. <laughs> I feel like that was directed at me. It was not directed at you. I'm not saying it was directed at anybody. I'm just saying it's one, one word. One word. Uh, and Parson, so in partially in the school category, partially in transportation category, he is actually proposing ten million additional dollars in transportation funding to get kids to school. That seems important. So. As an aside, last inspections for school buses is coming up. I got that release the other day. Yes. So last year, uh, the House recommended $0 for transportation funding. <laughs> the Senate recommended $20 million, and they ended up with $10 million. So Parson Compromise. said that he's doing an additional $10 million, so that should be $20 million. Right on. So Aaron has pulled up the map. The chicken, I'm going to call it the rainbow chicken pox, rainbow pox, rainbow pox state map of all the state bridges that need to be fixed. <laughs> Aaron, where did you find this? Uh, we're on modot.org. You just want to look for focus on bridges and then Missouri infrastructure investment. And there's a PDF. Right. On. And I've seen some like regional publication articles about like Cole County will benefit or Texas County will actually I don't think Texas County has very many um I just thought of Texas County um our region will benefit blah 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 if you are curious if there are bridges in your area go to Aaron said modot.org and look for the focus on bridges thing and you will see the rainbow pox map um apparently Missouri has some needs so one of the other biggest things in Parsons budget employee raises yes three percent and then one percent each year yeah so he is proposing that every state employee gets a three percent and there's about fifty thousand state employees um just for the record fifty thousand so and then for the department of correction staff only he is proposing that for every two years they've worked there they get a one percent pay bump Woo! that explains some phone calls i've had this late week asking me when their raise is coming and that would go into effect january 1st 2020 good to know i'm going to start redirecting some of these phone calls <laughs> just directly to you um so that's the middle of the fiscal year that's interesting like i'm not a budget wonk i wish i was um but i'm not so that's interesting yeah, and then there, then he's proposing a another salary adjustment for some employees just to make them up to market minimum. Market minimum. So all in all, there's about 43, $45 million in the budget for employee raises. And I believe everything. his budget's two billion more than last year. I feel like it was twenty eight billion. Now his budget proposal is thirty billion. Well, 
So it's $30 billion, but that includes one-time expenses and capital renovations. So it's about a billion dollars more than last year. Capital AL or capital OL? OL. Mm, yes, those are happening. Yes. They're citing our, our capital is wrapped in citing. <laughs> yes, I heard that it should be sponsored by a water bottle company. And, like, <laughs> it should say propel across the side. I think that's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, Parsons' budget also uh, has a full-time reduction of about 436 employees. And this is just comes through retirements, um, vacancies they're not going to fill, but they don't plan on laying off anyone. Right on. So that makes sense. Yes. If you're not filling them, you clearly don't need them. Yes. And another note of interest was that they are planning on putting $136 million to the side and not spending it for emergencies, basically. I mean, that makes sense. And we talked about this with Senator Huff last week, but Missouri has droughts, snowstorms, tornadoes, floods. Yes. Every year they say we're going to have an earthquake. Any year now, guys. Um, But Missouri is kind of rife for a natural disaster. And it is responsible not to rely on the... And that's what the governor said to say this state speech is we we shouldn't be relying on the federal government whenever things go south. Well, and every year they pass a supplemental budget that's... Mm -hmm. So it seems responsible. Yeah. Conservative thing to do. Yes. So, next on the buzz, the bill moving the fastest through the House right now is a bill honoring late former Representative Gloria Brown um, naming a stretch of highway. Lindbergh, right? Yes. After her. Uh, it was her in transportation. It was per, it's being perfected today. Yes. On the floor of the House. So, yeah, it looks like we're going to have a Gloria Brown highway. And yeah. your story said that Representative Pike said that no cost the funds for the sign are privately raised yes it's privately funded it's no cost to the state um representative mercy murphy who actually preceded her yeah um (laughs) that word uh it actually overlooks where she's buried that's pretty cool yeah and And like i've never heard anyone say anything sideways about the late representative everyone loves her Yes. She was a sweet woman. She, And that's a tough district to win, and she worked her tail off for that. Anyway, she she's definitely a state rep worth honoring and remembering, and yeah. that's nice. I think that's a nice first bill. And yeah. last year, it was her bill that passed through the House first. It was yes. the... Um, Sex trafficking posters. Yes. Um, that certain workplaces have to post. Yes. With Gas the hotline, stations. right? Yep. Uh, that was a bill she had advocated for for years, and after she got sick, that was the first bill signed by the governor. Very good. Yeah. So we have Alicia has created filings last week, the quarterly filings. Yes. Which Alicia just looked really excited about. <laughs> um, I find it as very much as I love a good spreadsheet. Um, so you've got some notes. Worth noting yes. of the filings last week. It's interesting. Um, our former governor, Eric Greitens' committee, is still spending a lot of money on legal fees. Huh. Also, Fair Missouri. Um, 
Which was that's the newly created committee that's wanting to reform clean Missouri, right? Yes. So it brought in $150,000. I'm yes. genuinely surprised they didn't bring in more, but that's a pretty solid quarterly it was of, haul. It was one of the bigger hauls of the committees for the quarter. Clean Missouri also still brought in money. So the the two committees that are basically going to be focusing on the redistricting, come, whether it's a court battle or it's on the uh, ballot in 2020, they're bringing in money, so it's something people care about. People yeah. are donating. And if to you this. you don't think people care about that, you just need to spend an hour in the Capitol. Um, which, for the record, we're still not a lobbyist, and we're still not a lobbyist principal. This is a newspaper, just so everyone knows. And we will get back to that in a minute. Also, an impressive haul. It looks like the governor brought in. What did that say? He looks like he's sitting on two million dollars in this pack right now. Yeah. Let me see. I've got a cheat sheet over yonder. Cheat sheets are fun. Yes. The queen of cheat sheets. Okay. So, Mike Parson, the governor, posted a monster quarter last week. He raised $783,934 during the three months ending in December 31st. The committee spent $122,000, $739. I don't know why I said dollars twice. I'm very sorry. And finished with just under a million dollars on hand. So it looks like he's got some money yeah. for that re-election bid. Well, and election bids. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Election bid. He's got John Hancock in his corner. And I um, would not run a run a campaign against him. I will say that. Has he officially amended his campaign committee to run for governor though that's good speaking of people amending their campaign committee we already talked about this a little bit but representative holly rader and kathy swan have amended their campaign committees to state senate yes and so representative rader has one hundred eighty-nine thousand and change in her account representative swan has one hundred fifteen thousand and change on hand yes that's a pretty good chunk of change for a state senate race and yes. I believe they both have packs too. I believe Raider does. I could be wrong, but fairly certain. We'll look I don't this know. up. But that is a race that I, provided they both end up running, they've simply changed their co- committees for that district. But that'd be a, a really fun race yeah. to watch. Those are two very strong lawmakers, two very strong politicians, businesswomen. Both women who are good at what they do. Important, generally <laughs> speaking. And, of course, Robert Ross has changed his committee to Senate. Let's see. Were there other notables? Do, 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 do. Let's go back to my cheat sheet, shall we? Um, Gina Walsh, Wayne Wallingford, and Sater all are term-limited senators that have quite a bit in the bank. You know, and to be fair, there's some senators who were done almost a decade ago who still have a lot of money in the bank. So, a lot of money. Next quarter, we will have more reports April 15th, right? Yes. I'm very interested to see. I have not seen very many in-session fundraisers going on this year compared to, like, six years ago. So, I'm interested to see how session will be impacting 
the legislature, especially with Clean Missouri now, everyone's very uncomfortable. A lot of people asking a lot of questions, which my son would tell you, I tell him all the time, if you don't know, ask questions. Um, on a different note, uh, we proved this weekend why Alicia is not around kids a lot because I scared her son half to death. Did you do that? Yes. I've already like moved on. What did you do? About eating raw cookie dough. Oh yeah, it was frozen, Alicia. Like he's he's obviously fine. He's at school today. Um, gave my nine year old raw cookie dough, and but not very much. And Alicia slipped through the cracks and was like, "Yeah, it could kill you." No, so. he asked why you're not supposed to eat raw cookie dough, and I explained that raw eggs can give you salmonella, which could kill you. Anyway, so what's on our plates other than not raw cookie dough? (laughs) Um, There is a, it's an education panel, right, at Quark that's tonight or tomorrow tomorrow night. night. Tomorrow Tomorrow night. night. Let's just going to cover it. Um, And it's SEAM, C-E-A-M panel. A lot of interesting people on that panel, including Representative Shemed Dogan. The panel will be at Quark. I'm also excited to announce that, um, sorry, funny text. Um... Next Tuesday, January 29th, will be Sneakers Day in the Capitol, and I encourage you to wear those sneakers all the way over to the Statesman Party. You can wear the sneakers to show your support for the ALS Association of the Greater St. Louis Region. Um, They are also, the ALS Association is our charity partner this year for the Statesman of the Year. We will have a link at the party where you can donate to them. You can obviously donate to them whenever you want, but... Um, you can wear tennis shoes next Tuesday, and I am very thankful to both the House and the Senate Majority Floor Leaders for their support on organizing this. You gonna wear tennis shoes next next Tuesday, Aaron? I think I will. Yeah. You're wearing tennis shoes right now, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> Every Tuesday. <laughs> this Tuesday, next Tuesday. He's just prepping. He's prepping. He's yes. training to yes. wear trainers. <laughs> hey, Alicia, as a foreigner, what do you what do you people call? Tennis shoes. Do you call them tennis shoes or sneakers? What do you what do you call them? Shoes. Shoes. Well, no, that's a lie. Because <laughs> you you have boots and then you have what Aaron's wearing. I don't know. What do you call them? I don't know. Like I grew Wait, up calling them tennis shoes, which is weird because no one in my family plays tennis. I think I think we just call them tennis shoes. Just tennis shoes. Yeah. Sneakers, I think, kicks. I think trainers is more UK. Trainers. Yeah. Anyway, we're on next Tuesday. Um, which brings us to the Statesman of the Year is now one week away. The Statesman of the Year is Governor Mike Parson. Um, Alicia is working on a beautiful feature about the governor, no pressure, but that will be in the paper next Monday. Um, but he was our choice because he brought a lot of stability to a very politically tumultuous situation. That's a very elegant way to put it. It's been a very elegant administration so far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But completely worth honoring because he did step into some, into an office. It's not, it's now less elegant. Um, he did great work and I think our party is just a little token of thanks that a lot of people feel 
towards appreciating the governor and what his administration and team has done. Anyway, I'm very excited to be helping put on this party to honor Governor Parson. I was also honored last year to recognize then-Senator, now-Lieutenant Governor Kehoe. So we're, we're basically batting a thousand on winners so far on this party. But anyway, please join us for the second annual Statesman of the Year. Next Tuesday, we will again have great food. We will have an awkward list that has too much Leonard Skinner on it. Um, it will be packed. There will be great drinks. I'm Can not we doing put this. in music requests? Yeah, you can put, a, put in your music request upstairs and they will be ignored. <laughs> um, I will say I think Scott lost his iPad again, but I know where mine is. So, so far, I think I'm controlling the playlist. So, yes, you can put in your music request, but just know that at the last minute, Scott might just go buy an iPad and just bogart it. I will say there's a reason Scott's not a DJ, but he doesn't listen to me. So, whatever. Anyway, what are you two looking forward to the most this week? You finally got committee hearings again? Yes. This is Aaron's first, like, real legislative sausage-making week. <laughs> what? People have... Oh, they, that's what they, they... They talk about... This is how the sausage is it made. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you meant. Yeah. That's a real metaphor, Alicia. I didn't just make that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just made that up. I did not make that up. Um... But yeah, it's a pretty normal week. I think this will be kind of the new normal. There's lots of committee hearings, a few events outside of the Capitol. Let's look at the Capitol calendar, shall we? Brought to you by the Missouri Soybean Association. Yes. I'm looking, like, I'm just looking forward to the session in general because everyone keeps saying that it's going back to normal. Because my only frame of reference is last year, so it's kind of exciting to see what normal looks like. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, Alicia, you don't really know normal. Yeah. Dang. That's why I'm excited to learn what normal is. Yeah, normal does not mean a 17-minute state of the state, so you're welcome for last week, I guess. Yeah, it was, I, what did I clock it at, 35 minutes? 35 minutes. Yes. And he only geared off once, and that was to thank his staff. Yes. And I thought that was lovely. Generally lovely to appreciate the people you work with. Like, I appreciate the people I work with. I appreciate the people I work with. <laughs> <laughs> As an aside, on Valentine's Day, the Starbucks on Missouri Boulevard should be opening if you're looking for ways to appreciate the people you work with. So this week <laughs> on the Capitol calendar, tell. tomorrow, tomorrow there are several things going on. Tomorrow's the 23rd. Holy crap. So ACT Missouri will be having a breakfast and lobby day. Missouri Dental Association will be having a breakfast and lobby day. Missouri Corn Growers Association will be having an annual meeting lobby day. There will be a uh, lobby day reception for the St. Louis Regional Chamber at the Mill Bottom from 4.30 to 6.30. It is obviously St. Louis Regional Day in Jefferson City. There will also be the same education policy panel at Cork, and there will be a Liberty and Law Dinner at the Missouri Baptist Convention meeting or building. You can find this entire calendar at the MissouriTimes.com slash calendar. You can sign up to receive it in your inbox every Friday. It's also in the daily whispering gallery, the subscriber email every day. But be sure to keep an eye on that. Calendar looks a little different than last year, but that is what's going on this week. Yeah. Oh, there's also the Springfield Area Chamber of Commerce Salute to Legislators event at 4.30 tomorrow. My gosh, tomorrow is a busy day. Tomorrow's a very busy day. This is a normal Wednesday, Alicia. Normal. Ish. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we are excited to get back to normal. I hope you are too. I know a lot of people are coming back in from out of town. And I am excited to see you all. Um, And if I don't see you before next Tuesday, I hope to see you next Tuesday at the Statesman of the Year event, honoring Governor Mike Parson. We're going to also have... the best of the legislature from Best of the legislature. There's going to be a Legacy Award for a very special guest. And we will have several other very special guests (laughs) that I am very excited to uh, share um, I just turned into the worst editor in the world with the amount of varies I just used. Uh, Mrs. Branch at Blue Spring South is very disappointed in me. Anyway, thank you for listening. We, of course, will have a very special guest on Thursday for our special guest episode of the week. If you have any suggestions of who you want us to sit down and talk with, feel free to send me a text. If you don't have my number, you don't need to be texting me anyway. Nonetheless, thank you for listening to the Hashtag MoLedge podcast. Uh, This is Missouri Times editor Rachel Herndon Dunn here with Alicia and Aaron, my rock star team. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.